Welcome to the Claremont County Library's Book Lover Podcast. I'm Andrea, and I'm joined by Laura and Casey. And during this episode, we are going to talk about historical romances because we are so excited for the next season of Bridgerton. Casey, do you want to start us off? Sure. The first book that I'm going to recommend is actually listed in Novelist Plus as a read-alike specifically for The Duke and I, but I think that it really has a lot of parallels with all the other books in the series. So the book is To Have and to Hoax by Martha Waters, and it is a part of the Regency Vows series. So I just finished this one. It is filled with witty banter, and it is very funny. I laughed out loud multiple times while I was reading it, and my family was like, what's going on? So I'm going to read a description. An estranged husband and wife in Regency, England, feign accidents and illness in an attempt to gain attention and maybe just win each other back in the process. Five years ago, Lady Violet Gray and Lord James Audley met, fell in love, and got married. Four years ago, they had a fight to end all fights and have barely spoken since. Their once passionate love match has been reduced to one of cold, detached politeness. But when Violet receives a letter that James has been thrown from his horse and rendered unconscious at their country estate, she races to be by his side, only to discover him alive and well at a tavern and completely unaware of her concern. She's outraged. He's confused, and the distance between them has never been more apparent. So as the book goes on, she's upset because he didn't tell her that he was injured, and then she pretends that she has consumption, and she knows that he knows that she knows, and it's a lot of back and forth, and the banter is great. It's The second book in the series was just released last year, and then the third book is coming out this summer. So I will definitely be reading the other two in the series, especially with the Duke and I, a lot of their disagreements and misunderstandings are related to his terrible relationship he has with his father, which as we know is a major plot point in the Duke and I. But for anyone that has read The Viscount Who Loves Me, which the second series of Bridgerton is based on that book, the back and forth banter reminds me a lot of that one. So definitely recommend Casey, can I back up a minute and ask you, if I was a guest coming into the library and I'm looking for historical romance, am I going to paperbacks or am I headed to fiction to find? Well, it varies across the series. Yeah. So this one specifically, we have in regular print soft cover, and it's also available through Ohio Digital Library as okay. an ebook and an e-audiobook. And I will say, if you are a digital ebook lover, there are a lot of the historical romances in Ohio Digital. I think because they read quickly for a lot of mm-hmm. us, people are voracious readers of that genre. So there's a lot in there. So in the passion, we used to talk about like the Harlequin romances. I think a lot of people got an idea like that's trash. That's, you know, they kind of look down on it. I think you know, we've run into people or like that, or that, you know, they don't think it's as highbrow. But it certainly has its fan followings. And it, I think over the years, people have kind of looked down on historical romance or the paperback, the bodice rippers, what we call them. But then Bridgerton showed people like, oh, wow, that's what's really going on in these books. Like, mm-hmm. I could get into that. Gloria, I, I feel like you want to say something. Rude about romance who are like, are just people who haven't read it. They're super complex. There's delightful, witty banter. And the authors who write them actually do some serious research. So this isn't just, I will just make everything up in some happy fairyland. 
For sure, so, because when you talk about the like, Regency romances, it's a specific period of time. So you can't just wing that. You know, you have to have that, those historical elements true. And I agree with you, Laura, that the people who kind of trash the historical or just the romance genre are just not reading it or are afraid to admit they're reading it, which again, right. back to the eBooks, nobody's going to see the cover you're reading. So you can read all you want. And a lot of these come in audiobooks. So I'm an audiobook lover. Oh. I just listened to Suddenly You, which was like, I think one of those books that came up recommended if you liked Juliet Quinn's books, try this. And I agree with you, the writing, the language, the wittiness of their exchanges, it just keeps it moving along. And I don't want to say it's fluff, but if you need to kind of zone out for a period from life, you can dive into these books and kind of venture in your mind living someone else's life. I think there's a comfort level too, which goodness knows we can certainly use in these right. of knowing that there's going to be what we in romance land called HEA. So you're happily ever after. So terrible things might happen during the book, but you know that you're going to get some sort of tied happy, it up. happy ending or at least a happy for now ending. But I find that there's a comfort in that because I know reading thrillers or whatever, there's always that tension of, oh my gosh, how's it going to end? Are people still going to be alive at the end? What happens? But I find romances to be a real comfort read. Because Absolutely. It's going to be all okay. It's interesting that you should mention audiobooks because my first I listened to as an audiobook. Yeah. So mine is A Lady's Guide to Mischief and Mayhem by Amanda Collins. And mine is a Victorian romance instead of Regency, but it's still got that historical feel. And this is a fast-paced story, intricately plotted, lots of witty banter, sparkling banter for days. There's a series of mysteries to solve. So our heroine, Lady Catherine, is a widow. And after her husband died, she inherited his newspaper. And she's very much a hands-on owner. And at a dinner party, she brings up a series of murders that have been happening. And the men are all like, tut, tut, that's not for women to hear about, talk about that. And she's like, I think women deserve to know that there are dangers out there so they can protect themselves. So she decides that she's going to write a column in her newspaper called A Lady's Guide to Mischief and Mayhem. So she writes about these murders. It gets the public all riled up. And the lead investigator a detective inspector, Andrew Eversham, accuses her of inflaming the public opinion. And she's all, it's on now. And it's a race to see who can solve the murders first. Sparks fly, hijinks ensue. There are lots of smoldering dark looks. Because I listened to the audio book, the narrator did a fantastic job. Her name is Mary Jane Wells. And she's also narrated books by Lisa Claypets and Tessa Dare. So if audiobooks are your jam, I definitely say check that out. There's a sequel out, and I do believe there's a third book coming out later this year. That is a great thing about these books is that there's often a series you can follow. So if you get into one and you like it and you're craving more, there's probably another one or two coming or already out, depending on when you start the series. Casey, do you have any other recommendations? Because I feel like this is your wheelhouse. Yes. I'm really putting you on the spot, but. I have read hundreds yeah. of historical romance books, so I can talk about them for hours. Perfect. But speaking of series, the next thing that I'm recommending is actually a series of books called The Bedouin Saga. They're written by Mary Balog. They were published right around the same time as the Bridgerton series. And they also follow a family. So short description about the series itself. Meet the Bedouins, six brothers and sisters, men and women of passion and privilege, daring and sensuality, enter their dazzling world 
of high society and breathtaking seduction, where each will seek love, fight temptation, and court scandal. So the first book in the Bedouin saga is called Slightly Married, and it is a marriage of convenience, which is one of my favorite tropes in historical romance, where two people come together, they get married for a reason. In this case, Aiden Bedouin promised a dying soldier during a battle that he would protect the soldier's sister. So he meets Lady E, and she's trying to save her homestead or her house that she lives on. It's going to go to the cousin who is inheriting since her brother's death. And if she marries within a year of her brother's death, then she gets to keep the house for herself. So Aiden takes this very seriously about protecting Lady Eve, and he decides that he's going to marry her and then fall in love by the end of the book. So sometimes the marriage of convenience can be really fun. Sometimes it's not as well done, but in this case, I really liked it in this book. There are six books in this series, so it'll keep you busy for a little while. And these are solidly Regency, as it was mentioned previously, Regency is a very particular time period, 1811 to 1820, although they do stretch it out to 1830. And in this series, part of it actually takes place during the Battle of Waterloo. And because of this series, I got a Jeopardy question correct. So if you're interested in the historical aspect, that's really strong in this series as well. Good to know. It's great. And if anyone is interested in the books we've mentioned, the show notes with all the links to the title will be available on ClaremontLibrary.org. So you don't have to write them down as we talk. We will give you the full to be read pile pile on with this uh, episode. Laura, do you have anything else to share? My next choice isn't due out until this summer. So it's definitely one to put on your to be read list. It's called Reputation and it's by Lex Croucher. So imagine Bridgerton crossed with Mean Girl. So this Regency era new adult romance starts with Georgiana being sent to live with her aunt and uncle. Her mother is unwell, so her father is taking her mother to the seaside to recuperate. George has led a very sheltered bookish life with no expectations of marriage. Her father was a headmaster of a school, so libraries and books are her comfort zone. She feels kind of awkward around people. She hasn't gone to many parties. So when she's at a party, she meets a wealthy, popular girl named Francesca. And George is immediately seduced into a life of rowdy parties, drinking, and being an absolute mean girl. George has this delightful, dry, sardonic wit about her observations. Everything from people's clothes to the subjects they talk about. The romance is very light, although it's present. The story is far more about George figuring out her priorities. And even though she makes some bad decisions and she's not always very likable, By the end, I was solidly on board with George and her decisions. So extra points to the author for including characters of color. I feel like historical romances set in England are often very white. So I appreciated the representation. Great. All right. Do we have anything else as we wrap up anymore like just a snippet add this to your reading list or mentions i have a bonus series so previously mentioned tessa dare she has a series of books called spindle cove and it is about ladies that go and stay by the seaside to protect their delicate constitutions is what everyone 
thinks, but they're actually going there to pursue their own interests that they enjoy. And they do activities not suitable for ladies, such as shooting and bathing in the sea. And the first book in that series is called A Night to Surrender. And the lady who runs the house where all of these women stay, Lady Susanna, has her schedule disrupted by someone who recently inherited a title and has come to set up his soldiers at the seaside to keep lookout for Napoleon's forces and more hijinks. They like to rankle each other. There's a lot of banter. Tessa Dare is really good at banter and she's just really funny. She has several series that some of them are more outlandish, like the Castles Ever After series, but I've loved every one of her books that I've read. So I would definitely start with Spindle Cove and then branch out to some of her other series if you get a chance. Perfect. All right. So we've gotten a great overview, I think, of historical romances. We'll be ready for Bridgerton. We'll welcome more people to the Bridgerton bandwagon. There's always room to jump aboard and keep pushing this genre along. Thank you, Lady Casey and Lady Laura, for joining me today on this podcast. Thank you, listeners. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find all the books that we talked about in our catalog or in our digital collection via Libby, Hoopla, or Freeding. And again, we will put the show notes on ClaremontLibrary.org. Thank you, reader. Read.